You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. So today we're going to be talking about mental health. Mental health. Uh, allowing God to transform us mentally. And I think that this is probably one of the struggles that, that, that people have and maybe is unspoken at times because we don't want someone to know that we're struggling in, in, in some kind of a mental capacity or, or uh, anxiety or irrational fear. But the struggle is real. And it's all around us. And, and for, for some of us, it's, it's not only around us, but it's upon us. And, and we're, we're going through this daily, uh, hourly struggle, and we need relief. And, and the, the good news is that we have relief through Jesus. God is able to, to usher into us a peace that is from his throne, and it, it's like nothing else that we can receive in the world. So to, to show how real that anxiety and, and, uh, and uh, uh, fear is, I got this letter uh, actually, a, a message uh, in two weeks ago, and I want to read it to you just to emphasize the reality of what some of us are facing. It says, hi there, Pastor James. I just wanted to reach out to you because your sermon you preached on Sunday saved me last night. I've been battling anxiety and panic so much lately. It's getting exhausting both physically and mentally, and it's essential, essentially taken over my life to the point where I'm afraid to leave my home sometimes. It's such a vicious cycle because I can't sleep lately, which is only fueling my panic attacks even worse. And for the past few days, I would try and distract my brain by using that time to thank God for all the wonderful things in my life. And I, and I want for you guys to kind of put that on a shelf. Thank God for all the wonderful things uh, in my life. Since, as you know, I've been through some tough times in the past. Well, last night I was in the worst mental state I've ever been in to the point where I was considering driving to the hospital. I was afraid of my thoughts and afraid I wasn't going to be able to control myself and do something crazy where I would attempt to even hurt myself. And in the midst of praying to God for some peace and comfort, something told me to go to LWC's online webpage. Trust me, I still want to return to church. I just need to battle through this because I, I, uh, I get anxiety driving. But anyways, I had remembered the church had put up all the podcasts online and I felt drawn to listen to the most recent one, Setting Goals by Faith. And goodness, I really needed to hear that. I know God was speaking through you to me, so thank you for preaching. It helped me bring, it helped bring me out of one of the darkest nights I've ever, I've had in a long time. I am really excited to hear the transformation mentally part of the series. Depression and anxiety is such a misunderstood aspect, but it's, it affects so many people, me being one for sure. It's one of the most scariest things because I feel like a prisoner to my own broken mind. It's hard because I know depression, anxiety is the, all the enemy talking to distance me from God, my family, and friends. And essential, essentially, it's ruining my life 
but sometimes it's so hard not to give in when you are struggling and overwhelmed with this state of mind. But the sermon got me breaking down, crying for the remembrance that God loves me. And he wants me to be happy and successful and for me to actually realize that I need professional help, taking a step of faith that this is a way to accomplish my goal of beating my bad mental health with the help of God. This person may be communicating something that someone in here is battling with that you maybe are afraid to communicate because the struggle is real. If you've ever been plagued with anxiety or worry to the point of no peace or irrational fear where you fear things that really aren't there or present to you, I can tell you that the God that we serve is a conqueror over fear, over anxiety, over worry. And I want us to go to Scripture to be our guide. But not only for Scripture to be our guide, but Scripture to come alive. For the Holy Spirit to birth it into our souls and into our hearts and into our minds so that we will have the peace of God that surpasses all human understanding and that we can walk in it and live in it. Okay, we're going to go to Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, and we're going to read out of the NIV. So if you have it, uh, your Bibles, you can pull them out. It will be on your, on your handouts. Now, I also want to do this. If someone doesn't have a handout, I would really encourage you to to get a handout right now. So I'm going to take a little bit of time. If you don't have a handout, I'd love for you to follow along with a handout. And they will, they will, they will make copies right now of the handouts if we need one. So would you raise your hand if you need a handout, if you'd like to have a handout? Okay, so there's one. We have at least three people that need a handout. So um, they will bring that to you in a bit as they make the copies of, uh, of, of the handout. So keep your hand raised and ushers, if you will, uh, get those to them. I'm going to go to the Bible right now, but I'm going to pray first, okay? Father, I thank you for every person here, and I thank you for every person listening on the podcast. I just pray in the name of Jesus that you would direct me and guide me by your spirit to speak words of life and truth, because we're going to be reading your word, and your word is true, and your word is uh, a, a, a changing agent in our lives. And whoever is dealing with any kind of worry, any kind of anxiety, any kind of, 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 of uh, mental health that needs uh, some focus and, and, some, and some healing, I just pray that in the name of Jesus that today will be a day of, of uh, triumph. And it will be a day where there's change and transformation. And so we pray for this. We believe for this in Jesus' name. And everyone says amen. So the Bible says do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, some Bibles will say supplication for that word, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Verse 7 says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, some Translation will say, surpasses all human understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. I want you to notice something what, that, that it says that the, the peace that comes to us comes through Christ. 
And when you're in Christ, this is important, when you're in Christ, there is the availability for you to have his peace. And it'll guard you. It'll guard your heart where the, the pressure comes and, the, and the, your heart begins to throb. It gets to a place of anxious, fear. Your heart beats fast. It'll guard that in Christ. It'll guard your mind from going places that you think you're going to lose it. See, God sent Jesus so you won't lose your mind so that you could find it in him. Amen? So you could find the peace and all of the things. So, so I want us to look at that scripture and find God's peace in three biblical steps. And I think that these steps are so real. I think they're so powerful. But I, I also think that we have to place them in our life. Amen? We've got to use it. We've got to use God's word to begin to change us in our mental health. So step one is this. Step one, you have to identify your anxiety. You have to identify your anxiety. The Bible says don't be anxious about anything. Anything. Now the problem is anxiety wants to keep itself in the dark. It wants to keep you in the dark. It wants to keep you guessing. It wants to keep you think, saying, like, I don't know why I'm anxious. I'm just anxious. I don't know why I'm feeling the way I, I am. I'm just feeling this way. I don't know why I worry so much. I just worry. It wants to keep you in the dark. Because it has its power in the dark. It will lose its power in the light of Christ. Your anxiety will lose its power in the light of Christ. You have got to pinpoint what is making you anxious because anxiety always has a root. Always. It always has something that is bringing this fear, this worry in your life. Are you anxious? Here's an example. Are you anxious because you hear about war? They bombed Korea. They did this. Do you get, oh, my goodness, the world's going to end. I don't know what I'm going to do. There are, there are people, there are, there are individuals that when they hear about war, they get so fearful because they think that the world's going to end. Their fear isn't that. So, so are you fearful when you hear about war or are you fearful because you are in war, because you're in the, in the battle? You have, you have to allow the Holy Spirit to bring clarity to your anxiety. Do you get anxious? Think about it. Do you get anxious when you think about driving? Or do you get anxious when you're driving? There's a two different kinds of anxiety right there, right? So anxiety wants to keep you in a place where, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm, I don't even want to think about driving. Okay, so you're anxious when you're thinking about driving. You haven't even driven. Some people get anxious when they're in, in the car. Some people get anxious when they get to Tucson. Some people get anxious when they go to Phoenix. Maybe it's a place that's foreign to them, and they're like, this anxiety comes on. You have to identify where that anxiety is coming from. Do you get, do you get anxious when you think about going outside? Or do you get anxious when you actually go outside? Do you get anxious when you think about getting in front of people? Or do you get anxious when actually you get in front of people? There are, there are individuals that struggle with being, agoraphobia is a phobia, when you struggle being around a crowd. 
And so we've had individuals that have come, and they've been freed from that, but there's the individuals that have come that they sit here, and if there's a lot of people that come, they feel real anxious about it. You have to identify what is bringing the anxiety that I'm dealing with. I had someone that, that, that uh, contacted me this, this month, and, and they were, uh, they, they were uh, going to be leading something. They're a part of leading a, a, a big, big group, and, and they got a phone call from, from, from the one that was actually going to be in the, the front person that their flight got canceled and said, you're going to have to lead the whole, the whole, uh, uh, the whole group. It's 1,000 people. And he sent back, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? So the anxiety began to set in until you take a step back and you, and you, and you identify it, and then, you, and then comes the next step. But you need to identify what is stealing your peace so that you can present that to the Prince of Peace. You need to identify what is stealing your peace so that you can present that anxiety to the Prince of Peace. Until you identify it, it's going to keep you in the dark. You know that the word for anxious in the Greek is merimnao. Merimnao. And you know what that word really means, the literal word? It means to take care of. To be anxious is you're taking care of a problem to the point if that's all you're dealing with. You're taking care of the problem. It, it, begins to take, it begins to rule your life. Whatever you're anxious about right now, when, it's, when anxiety begins to settle, you're taking care of that. You're taking care of it. You're putting all your life into taking care of it. And it's stealing your peace. Why? Because you're taking care of this, this issue. You're taking care of this circumstance. You're taking care of this relationship. You're taking care of this problem. And it's stealing your peace. Look at the difference. We can take care of saying, God, I want for you to have all of my attention because I know that you won't steal my peace. You'll give me peace. You're taking care of this problem. You're taking care of this situation. You're taking care of this relationship. And you're putting all your attention. And it's stealing your peace. You need to take another step. And you need to take care of the things of God and give it to God. And he will give you peace. I love what, the, what, what Peter said. Peter said this, cast all of your anxiety. In other words, present all of your anxiety, all the things you're caring for, present it to him because he cares for you. You present all of the things that you're taking care of. You're trying to manage this. You're managing your things at work. You're managing your things at home. And you've got all these issues, your sons, your daughters, all these things. And you're trying to take care of them. You need to... You need to Give, cast all this anxiety and give it to God and let him care for it because he cares for you. We were not called to carry the burden. That's his job. But most of us are carrying the burden. How many of you ever get stressed out and you, you carry your stress in your stomach? And you get kind of sick to your stomach when you're really stressed out, you... How many of you get stressed out and you carry it in your neck? You get really bad neck pain. Huh? And you tell, people, you tell them, you know, my family's a pain in the neck. Every time they're, they're causing stress, I just get a pain in my neck. Or, you know, in the back, it's different. But here's the thing. If you, if you give it to God, he'll carry it. 
and then he'll care and then he'll carry you. He'll give you peace. I know that people struggle greatly with anxiety. I want us to do something a little bit different. That's why I wanted everybody in here to get a handout. I wanted everyone to have a handout for this reason. Because there's no one exempt unless you think you're unless you're prideful and you say, I don't need no help. But then you're gonna carry this yourself. Every one of us has something that we're dealing with. Amen? Everyone has something that we're dealing with. Okay, so I want, to, I want us to do something a little bit different. I'm going to give you some time right now to identify any anxiety or worry that you may be carrying today. And I want you to list it by which one is taking most of your time during your day. And I want you to put it on your, on, there's a place there on your, on your uh, handout. And if you're listening to the podcast, take some time to write down this list. Identify my worry and my anxiety. And I just want you to rest in this song. The Lord will bring what is taking up most of your day, most of your time. It might be something at work. It might be something at home. It might be a financial situation. It's overwhelming you. You feel, oh, I just can't, I, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Give, put it down, identify it, and let God begin to to, to move us on to the next step. And listen to these words. In this time of trial Pain that no one sees Trust me
as um, as each of you are pondering these anxieties and the worries that you have, I, I sense the burden that some of you are carrying. And I just thank God that he's able to present to us a peace that is real. That you can walk in peace. You know, I, there's someone in here today that you've never walked in true peace. And I can tell you from experience that the, the God that we serve does provide peace. And he provides that perfect peace. So we go into step two, right? You identified what the anxiety is. And then step two says, uh, is continually bring whatever is making you anxious to God. Continually bring it to God. It says, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And as, as we begin to identify our worry and our anxiety through the power of the spirit of truth, and this is so important, you have to be in Christ so that the Holy Spirit will identify what's going on in your life. Amen? Outside of Christ, we have chaos. Outside of Christ, we have all kinds of things going on. But in Christ, we have the spirit of truth who dwells in us. And so then when, when the spirit of truth identifies what anxiety and what worry we have, it's then that we can introduce our anxiety and our worry to someone who is greater. We bring this, this uh, anxiety, this irrational fear, this, uh, this worry to meet its ruler. Our anxious thoughts, our fears may have power over us, but they do not have power over Jesus. Let that sink in. Our anxious thoughts, our anxiety, our worry may have power over us, but it does not have power over Jesus. And this will probably be the only time that you're going to hear me use this phrase because it's usually used in a negative connotation. But we have to allow God to enable us to overcome our anxiety and our fear through his peace and his tranquility. We usually hear enabling as a negative thing. You're enabling your son, you're enabling your daughter, you're enabling your spouse, you're not allowing them to go through something. But at this time, we need to enable the God of the universe to present us with his peace and with his tranquility, and he does that. And there's three ways that he does it. And if we grab a hold of them, it'll change your life forever. We enable the peace of God in our lives in this three ways. The first way is prayer. Keep this in mind. There is nothing in your life that is too small for God. And there's nothing in your life that you're facing that is too big for him either. There is nothing in your life that is insignificant or unimportant or that he doesn't care about. And prayer is never a waste of your time. Can I tell you what is a waste of our time? Worry. Fear. 
anxiety. If you're spending more time fearing, if you're spending more time being anxious, if you're spending more time being stressed out, that is a waste of your time. Instead, we can replace it with prayer. Pray, 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 pray. Replace the anxiety with prayer. I love what Adam Clark said. He's a, he's a great theologian. He said, anxiety cannot change the state or the condition of anything from bad to good. But will infallibly, what it will do, it will injure your soul. So we replace anxiety, we replace worry with prayer. Pray, pray, pray. The second way is that we petition or we, another word is supplication. So prayer is general. Supplication and petition is when we begin to hone in and we really begin to look at the, identifying exactly what's going on and you begin to get to the root of it. Anyone in here ever look, seen a petition? Has anyone seen a petition? Someone has a petition they want you to sign? Anyone ever seen one? Anyone ever signed a petition? When you sign a petition, it's for a very direct cause. It's for a direct matter. And that's what, when we have a petition before God, we direct our prayers with a very, very, very direct area of our lives. Jesus taught us to pray in this way. He said, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name or holy is your name, right? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then he said this. This is what I want you to grab a hold of. He says, give us this day our daily bread. That's a petition. That's a prayer of supplication. He didn't say, give me this week my daily bread. He wants us to trust God the Father every day of our lives for everything that he provides for us every day. Give me this day my daily bread. Notice he said, not give me this day Mike's daily bread. Give me this day Aaron's daily bread. He said, give me this day my daily bread. He wants us to concentrate on a relationship with God the Father and for us to be detailed. And when you begin to bring your anxiety before God, you identify it. Some of you guys have something that you wrote down. And that, I, that, that anxiety, you need to go before God and you say, Lord, this right here, number one, is stealing my peace. It's stealing my peace when I'm thinking about driving my car. And in fact, Lord, when I, when I, it's, it's usually around 10 o'clock in the morning, or it's usually at this time, you can really begin to hone in and bring these supplications to God. David prayed for leadership, and David prayed this way. David said, lead me in the right path, O Lord, or my enemies will conquer me. Make your way plain for me to follow. Notice, it's, it's, it's really helping us that as the, the people of the Bible, as they prayed, they, they, they began to say, Lord, lead me on the right path. Lead me, Lord. My enemy is trying to destroy me. Now, it, what is stress? Is it your friend? It's your enemy. What is anxiety? Is it your friend? No. Lord, lead me in the right path. My anxiety is trying to destroy me. Allow for me to see it for what it is. You're bigger than my anxiety. 
You're bigger than my fear. Here's the thing. If you need someone to go with you so, so, so you can get in a car, and someone needs to hear this. If you need someone to go with you so you can get in a car, say, call your, the, the person you trust the most. Jesus will be with you. And you say, let's go for a ride. I don't care how hard it is. I'm going to get in my car, and we're going to drive. And you're going to find out that when you get from point A to point B, you're going to be okay. Amen? And you overcome that. How do I know that? What did Moses do? When God said, I want you to go to uh, Egypt and lead my people out. I can't go, Lord. I can't even talk. Can't even talk. And the Lord said, I'm I'm sending Aaron. Aaron's going to go with you. Now, Now, check this out. This is so biblical. This is so true. Why did Aaron go with Moses? Because he was scared. Like my grandson. Stephen, let's go outside. No, Grandpa, Mr. Gwinch is outside. Mr. Gwinch is outside, Grandpa. Mr. Gwinch. Right? Mr. Grinch for you. But I'll go with you, Stephen. Okay. At night. I'll go with you, Stephen. Okay. There's no Mr. Gwinch. Check this out. Why did Aaron go with Moses? Because there was a lot of Mr. Grinches in Egypt. Amen? And what happened as he went? Check this out. It's so good. As Moses began to build confidence, not in Aaron, but in God, he became the front person. And then he began to speak to Pharaoh. Let me tell you guys something in here. You need to know this. Some of you guys, God, God wants to use you in great ways, but you've got to take the first step. You cannot let anxiety rule your life, even if you need someone to come alongside. That's why small groups are so important, Jeff. That's why Celebrate Recovery is so important. That's why uh, uh, Freedom in Christ is so important. Because you have people come alongside. They help you through those fears that you're going through. And every person in here is facing something. And the one thing that none of us want to share with anybody else is that we're facing some mental instability in our lives. Because the first thing that you think is what the devil puts in your mind. They're going to think that you're crazy. But can I tell you, outside of Christ, all of us are crazy? Amen? You ever done something and said, oh, I can't believe I did that? (laughs) You're crazy. (laughs) God will lead us, but you've got to hone in and understand what's going on right there. And the third way, the third way, this is is how you wash your peace. So prayer always, say, tell someone, pray, pray, pray. Tell someone, pray, pray, pray. Pray, pray, pray. Pray, pray, pray. Don't get done praying. Don't stop praying. Don't have anxiety. It's the second thing. Petition, that means you're going to bring them very detailed to God. You're going to say, God, I'm having anxiety, I'm having fear when this happens. I, I, have, I, have a, I have to overcome, I've had to overcome the fear of dogs. Because when I, was, um, when I was in the sixth grade or fifth grade, fifth grade, I went to go visit a friend of mine who had three big German shepherds. Okay? He would walk his German shepherds in the desert. Right? When he, when he uh, was walking his dogs... We were going to have, we played football after every, every uh, day of school, every day in the, in the, in the lot, empty lots. We, went, we didn't have, uh, uh, not Nintendo anymore, we didn't have, uh, where are we? What's the era? Xbox. Xbox. And uh, what's the other ones? PlayStation. PlayStations, very good. See, you guys play them. Uh, 
we didn't have that. So we would play basketball during basketball season, football during football season, baseball during baseball season in the, in the starting lot. I went to go visit him to, to go tell him to go play ball. Fifth grade, and as I'm walking, me and a friend of mine, those three dogs started running after us. Three big German shepherds. And I was like, Stephen, oh, Mr. Grinch. I ran. He said, don't run. Just stand. Don't run. Are you kidding me? I'm running. I was pretty fast. I ran, and guess what? They caught me. And so those three dogs bit me. So I had to overcome the fear of dogs. Now, not every dog on planet Earth is going to bite me. But because those dogs did bite me, I thought every dog on planet Earth is going to bite me. You get it? So you have to really hone in and then understand. If you, for example, the Lord just gives me all kinds of thoughts. For example, if you've been in a bad relationship, anyone ever been in a bad relationship? Don't raise your hand, please. If you, I'm in it right now. <laughs> right? That's, that's what some of you, not me, not you guys. Shauna, help. I'm in a bad relationship, right? I've been in a bad relationship. You think every relationship is going to be bad because you take that into your relationship. That's anxiety. That's fear. That's irrational. Amen? So third way, when Shauna comes up, I'm going to give her a big hug. We have have a great relationship, by the way. Third way, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Here's what I want you to know, and here's something that God wants you to know. There's always something to be thankful for. If you break your leg, what can you be thankful for? You got another leg. They can put a cast on it, right? It's time that you can spend with God. There's a lot of different things. There's always something to be thankful for. Continually remind yourself and God of anything that you can be thankful for. Your worry and your anxiety will always deplete you of being thankful. In fact, when you're worried and you're stressed, you are thankless. You're not thankful, you're thankless. Thankfulness is a highway to God's peace. The way that you overcome stress, anxiety, you begin to find things that you're thankful for. You pray, 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 pray. And then you pinpoint your anxiety and your worry and you bring it to God and you leave it with God. You leave it with God. Don't carry that worry, that stress. You are not capable of changing anything. But he is. Last step, real quick step right here. You have to receive the promise. You have to receive the promise. The promise of God is that we will get peace with Jesus Christ. Jesus tells all who follow him, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace that I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Everyone close your eyes right now. Keep your eyes on me. 
Just let your mind rest in the peace that God provides. If you're listening to the podcast and you're driving, please don't close your eyes. Remember that Jesus said, I leave you with a gift. You have to open the gift. You have got to say, Jesus, I need you in my life. I want you in my life. I open up my heart and my mind to you. And when we do, beloved, when we do, there is an avenue of peace that comes from God himself. A peace that surpasses all understanding because it's not anything that the world can provide. It goes beyond our limitations through Jesus Christ. Now, look at me real quick. I want to say something that's very important. What about medication? That person that sent that message to me said, I need to go get professional help. And to that, you know what I say? Let me say something that's important. You go see a doctor if you need help. You let them um, process what's going on and give you something. Sometimes we have a chemical imbalance. Sometimes there's something not registering right. And medication can align us to where we need to be, where we can process this and we can process this. And God uses it. None of us say don't get high blood pressure medication if you have high blood pressure. None of us will say don't get this medication for diabetes or whatever. So if you have something going on chemically, go to a doctor and let them regulate you. And do not feel guilty about that because God will use that. And when it's time, if it's ever time that you come off a of medication, then the doctor will tell you and God will confirm it through his word. Amen? I have seen the dangers of people coming off a of medication that gives them some stability. And what happens is that there's total disasters when you come off thinking, I can't be on medication or I shouldn't be on medication. It's very, very important to let the Lord lead you in that way as well. Now let's pray. Prayer for peace of mind. Father, thank you for your love and your grace. And in the midst of my turmoil, in the midst of my chaos, I choose to believe that there is peace in the name of Jesus Christ. So today I confess my need for your peace to fill my troubled heart at this time in my life. I bring my anxiety and my worry to you in exchange for your peace and your tranquility. And I pray this in the name that is above all names, the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen and amen. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.